and gentlemen. This is chapter 1009 of One Piece Review. My name is Nico White and oh my god. Oh my god. That That's the first thing I have to say about this is oh my god. It was a great chapter. It was a great chapter of One Piece. And let's let's go into all the reasons why. First of all, it gets right into the it gets right into the meat of the chapter as soon as you start. And the meat of this chapter is nothing but action. And it's all very rapid fire and it's all very, very striking. So we start off with the cover page and everything. I thought that was amazing. I thought everybody's um get up was on point. But when we actually get to the fucking chapter, man, we start with the scabbards just meeting up with Orochi, which on its own, bars. Oh, is doing a great job. Because I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting those two um, forces to collide on each other so quickly. I thought there would be a lot more lead up. And when I saw that there wasn't, I was very, I was very pleased. I also wasn't expecting how quick that part of the story ended because the scabbards cut off Orochi's heads, all the heads that were present in a heartbeat. But I will give Orochi some credit because Orochi was very, he was very Orochi-like. And this is the thing about this character. He's kind of great. He's kind of a great character in the One Piece story, if we're being honest. Because as a villain, he just has no respite about what he does. He sees the red scabbards. And this is somebody who did Odin dirty. He did Odin a different type of dirty in front of these people, right? He sees them and just rubs it in their face like, you know, Denjiro, it kind of, I was kind of surprised when I found out you were a traitor. But, you know, when I think about it, considering how you must have felt <laughs> when y'all found out Kajiro was a traitor, uh, we could just call it even. And Fukurokuju was like, yo, you don't want to get out of here, Lord Orochi. And Orochi says some some real shit. Roshi was like, look, no matter where I go, I'll be surrounded. And besides, I'm not about to run from a bunch of people that are already half dead. And then the scabbards just cut off all of his heads. All of them. <laughs> I hope I made that sound six or seven times like I wanted to, but they cut off about that many heads. And again, I thought it was great because everybody seemed to do the one thing this chapter that they didn't do the last chapter as far as the red scabbards and that was see through the bullshit and just get to work that cost them Ashra last chapter now i know some people might not think Ashra doji is dead i'm of the belief that Ashra doji is indeed dead so maybe i'm just choo maybe i'm just choosing to be you know what i'm saying maybe i'm just choosing to be one of those guys maybe i'm just choosing to be one of those people that hopes this time anyway Oda actually killed someone in Ashura Doji but let's move on so after we get what we get from Orochi the battle that we all knew was going to come to a head at one point Fukurokuju versus Raizo now the just the trash talk in this part of the of the chapters is amazing because you had red scabbards cutting down orochi and they're like look we don't have time to waste on the likes of you dog you like work you'll be judged in hell <laughs> and the pose that they have the pose that they have as they're walking away from orochi's like severed heads perfect because like bro you you truly are you're nothing 
You're less than nothing. That's why we put less than no effort. We we put less effort in killing you than we did in putting our shoes on today. That's the energy they walked away with Orochi with. Now, we get confirmation that we're going to get a fight between Raizo and Fukurokuju. And that actually makes sense to me because I didn't really see what Raizo would do going forward. And I think Raizo definitely needs an opponent. Now, here's what's interesting about this is, again, the trash talk, which has been on point this whole chapter in the last few chapters. Orochi says, yo, I'm surprised at you, Fukurokuju. I'm surprised you show such devotion to a dead fool. And homie Fukurokuju, if you think about it, said some real shit in this clapback. He said, I could say the same thing about all of you in regards to the red scabbards. And that is true. Depending on what side of the spectrum you're on, you could 100% think like, yo, these people are crazy for believing that Odin is going to come back and do all the things that he said he's going to do. Or not that Odin is going to come back. That someone is going to come back in 20 years and really save us from this hell that we're all in. And when you think about it, Fukurokuju's loyalty is to whoever sits on that seat. So does that mean that he's evil? Perhaps. I think you are I think you are what you support, right? But if it's one of those things where it's more nuanced, like, is it something to be respected that the guy is sticking to his duty no matter what? And then again, that's something you tell me. You can hit me up at the one piece of mind at gmail.com for stuff like that. But anyhow, back to the um chapter. So we get rid of all that, right? And we go back to the rooftop, which already bars. And we see Big Mom talking and she tells Kaido, yo, I wonder how many of them will survive if we use a combo attack. And as soon as that was said, it just made me think like, yo, how dead would everybody on the rooftop be if Kaido and Big Mom actually took this seriously? Like, actually, because even what they're about to do, it, it's fucking they're playing. They're playing around still. So as they're getting themselves together to do the combo attack. Kid asks the law, he's like, yo, can't you just split these two up? Like, can't you just room or shambles one of them away from here? And law tells us that, yo, I can't do that because their hockey is too strong. I can't move them directly. So Big Mom and Kaido themselves, they cannot, he can't move. You know what I'm saying? Their hockey is just too strong. And Luffy notices that they're about to attack. And we see Kaido and Big Mom take the Ikaku Sovereignty pose. And they let off an attack that they titled Ocean Sovereignty. Now, this is something that was pointed out in Joy Boy Theory's video that I watched today and I actually agree with. That Kaido and, um, wait, was it Joy Boy? No, it might not have been Joy Boy. Um, Ragnar, I want to make sure I get it right. Because if I'm going to reference somebody, they at least should be referenced the right way and because i record this part of the podcast on voice record i do my best not to pause it because then i would have to put two whole things together and trust me y'all do not want to see how bad my editing skills can be okay so vinlin d i think it was he was talking about how kaido and big mom almost speak to each other as if you know like they've done this before 
You know what I mean? And I think he was um, hypothesizing that maybe Big Mom helped Kaido as far as like his fighting style is concerned. And I wouldn't be shocked by that because again, just in the dialogue, as they're setting up to do this attack, Kaido says to Big Mom, I hope you can still swing that hag. And she's like, who do you think you're talking to, brat? Almost as if she, you know, showed him this. And because I've never seen Kaido particularly use like a um, Ikaku Sovereignty like attack before, I wouldn't be shocked if back, you know, back when he was a kid or whatever, Big Mom did help him with his fighting style. And that will also go into how they talk to each other. Because again, we assumed back when Big Mom and Kaido were over the phone, him calling her a hag and all that was just out of disrespect. But I think it might be more of a um, brotherly, sisterly kind of thing. Like if you watched, um, if you watch Naruto, you remember when Naruto will always call Lady Tsunade Granny Tsunade, and she always hated that. Well, I think Kaido has a bit of a situation like that when it came to the other Yonko, where old man Whitebeard, right, old hag Big Mom. That kind of that kind of way that he talks to them is almost similar in nature to how Sanji talks to people. You know what I'm saying? That he that he appreciates. So I'm not saying Kaido likes these people, but I am saying I think there is a good amount of respect still there, right? Because I think Kaido probably misses what things were like in the old days. A chaotic mess. Because the attack they unleashed in that ocean sovereignty shit is it it's a chaotic mess. And probably the most destructive attack we've ever seen. Honestly. Like the the scaling of this, I can't wait for you guys to see it in the anime. The scaling of this attack, they had, we get a, a shot from the top and behind of Big Mom and Kaido so we can understand how big this attack actually is, fam. And when you think about how massive Big Mom and Kaido both are, and you think about the fact that this attack seems to have gone in a much wider, in a much wider arc than even their two bodies standing next to each other, you understand the type of power we're talking about and it's so powerful that you can see the look like on the scans because that's what i read because I, I couldn't just wait for the official this was too hype the scans for this chapter zoro says as soon as he sees it as soon as he sees them like gearing up to launch the attack he goes this is insane and killer says we won't be able to dodge ocean sovereignty and you see like this giant reverb going up and down like the edge of Oginoshima right and the next thing you see is Zoro with all three sword with all three swords out and he says all of you run and someone yells out and I, of course it's Luffy Luffy yells out Zoro and Zoro says we can't let them wipe us out. Understand. If this attack. Would have hit them head on. They would have died. Because. Zoro held off this attack. For what was probably. One Mississippi second. And he held off the attack. For a second. Just long enough. For Law to get everyone out of dodge right he gave law one mississippi second to get everybody out of dodge 
the attack completely levels everything that was in its way. And Kaido and Big Mom say, like, Kaido says something about voices in the scans and people assuming that that means the voice of all things. I just assume that, you know, Kaido can still sense their voices. Like, Kaido's a dragon. His senses are probably enhanced. You know what I mean? So he probably can do just what he said he can. And Law says to Zoro, Zoro, yeah, you still with us? Zoro says, barely. I want y'all to know that attack fucked Zoro up. And I, I want to shout out the Zoro fans, right? I'm, I'm a Sanji. I'm a Sanji stan. So I understand that this chapter is big for y'all. I get that. But I would just like to reiterate that he only held off this attack for a second and Zoro almost died. If that attack wasn't blocked, all of them would have been dead. And Kaido and Big Mom stopped. So again, I want y'all to keep this in mind. This does not seem like an attack that took a lot of power out of them at all. Like if they wanted to throw another one, it seems like they'd be able to do it right here, right now. So again, I want to reiterate that mindset in this battle means everything. It means everything. I had a little poll that I was shopping around to a couple of people, right? And that was who would win in a fight between Aokiji and Rooftop 5. And in my opinion, Aokiji would win this fight, especially if you start him off and he's all business about it. He wants to capture or kill the Rooftop 5. I think it's over in a heartbeat. Because when I look at this battle and I consider the fact that Big Mom and Kaido gave them room to breathe here. Right here in this panel, they gave them room to breathe. Zoro's literally saying when Law acts like, yo, you still alive? He's like, uh, yeah. And Kid's like, he's like, yeah, but barely. And Kid asks, you know, where he thanks Zoro for, you know, buying him some time. And Killer goes, well, where's Straw Hat? And of course, Luffy, and I, I appreciate this moment. Luffy goes to attack Kaido with a gum, 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 you no know, red rock. And Kaido dodges. The proud look on Luffy's face is just epic. It's epic. It's like, kid, you earned that. You really, really earned that. Luffy's so proud of himself. And he says, why are you dodging, Kaido? Is it because it would hurt? And then I want y'all to know that Kaido proceeds to beat the ever-loving shit out of Luffy. Kaido's first attack, just Luffy sees it with like observation hockey indicated in the um, scan. But again, it's too fast for him to get out of the way. Kaido hits him. He blocks his head. But Kaido was aiming straight for his head. He blocks his head. Kaido hits him. He goes dashing in the other direction. But Kaido, unlike what they did with the combination attack, Kaido kept it up. Kaido goes at Luffy one more time, opens his mouth to hit him with like a beam. And the way Kaido looks as he gives off this beam, it's like Omega Shenron and it's excellent. Luffy jumps out of the way of that. Kaido jumps up into the air and launches this attack called Three Realms Ragnarok. And he... Yo, he hit the hell out of Luffy. He hit the hell out of Luffy. Like, Luffy got hit bad. So I don't know what that's going to mean. I just know Luffy got hit bad. So now, cut back to everybody else and Big Mom. Zoro's huffing and puffing. Like, Zoro really looks bad. Like, he's on his last legs. Like, he's about to pass out. Like, it's about to be over for the green man. But that's not what we're talking about. Zoro looks really bad. Kid shows that he has this metal box... And we see Big Mom say, like, hmm? And Kid goes, it's ready. Law lets out a room. And then he says shambles. 
and you see Big Mom, Big Mom saying like, like, what are they up to? And then next thing you know, Zeus is just gone, right? Her flying apparatus, her lightning cloud, Zeus. It's in this metal box the kid created. Because this is a part of their plan to disarm the big lady. Next thing you know, Zeus is complaining how dark it is in the box. And then we get Killer and Zoro doing a little combination attack to take Big Mom off of Napoleon. And the, the, to take Big Mom off of Napoleon. Oh, my God. To take, um, to take Big Mom off of Prometheus with Zoro using his flame ring to cut, um, to cut Prometheus in half. And the... I don't know if anybody else appreciated this the way it should have been appreciated, but Killer disarming Big Mom of Napoleon is excellent. Catching it with the sickle right between the teeth, excellent. Big Mom falls forward a little bit. Zoro uses flame slice to keep Prometheus from being able to reform. Killer keeps up the pressure on Napoleon, keeping it from it being able to go back to Big Mom. And Big Mom's like, you nitwits. Kid attacks Big Mom with punk pistols. He shoots these harpoons at her, right? And again, Big Mom being the warrior that she is, she says, did you Elps really think getting rid of them would allow you to beat me? And she punches Kid hard, bro. Like, she punches Kid really, really, really hard. But holy shit, Kid did something, y'all. Kid wrapped the metal around his left arm on Big Mom. He repelled it, knocking her into the air. Lolly used tact, hitting Big Mom with a boulder, sliding her through the air. And I say sliding her through the air because Big Mom, like us, was like, you idiots, what's the point of hitting me with a boulder? Until she realized that boulder was pushing her right off the side of Ogi Nishima and Prometheus nor Zeus could come to her rescue. Why? Because they're both incapacitated at this time. One is stuck in a metal box that it can't get out of. The other is being cut to pieces by Zoro right now. And I don't know how long it takes that to reform. And Big Mom's falling off. She's falling off of Oginoshima into the sea. And she goes, there's nothing but ocean below me. Zeus, help. And it's like, nah, Zeus can't save you now. Then we see Zoro coughing up blood, leaning over. And it says, it's time for you to drop out. And Big Mom does like that scared face as she's going through the um, sky. And the chapter ends, no break next week, which is definitely the best news. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say this. This chapter, 100%, Zoro was the MVP. However, I just want to keep in context that even it being that MVP, he was only handling that attack for a second, a couple seconds at the most. But I think it's implied it was really like just a second for law to get back enough to say shambles get them out of dodge but that attack would have killed them or immensely incapacitated them all especially if this little bit of exposure is done this much damage to Zoro. and here's another thing if Zoro's the only person that can cut the flame and this um because Zoro's coughing up blood like he's about to pass out if Zoro passes out or even falls down and no one else can cut prometheus prometheus is just going to go save big mom and if Big Mom gets back up to this roof, it's going to be a shit show because she's going to come back serious. And here's another thing I want to just keep in mind and I'll end the podcast on this 
is that we have now made the case for the Big Mom Pirates to feel absolutely justified for whatever they do to the Straw Hat Pirates, especially if you're Peril Sparrow. If you're Peril Sparrow and you happen to sneak up to the roof and saw this, you have every single right now to do the Straw Hats as dirty as you want them. Just because they have tried to all and almost, and who knows, maybe even might, kill or kill your mother, dog. That is their mom. So there's something to keep in mind. Because a lot of people are throwing out that, you know, Big Mom could just fall on, her, fall on her own ship or whatever. Yeah, that could be the case. But whatever it is, I don't think her kids are going to appreciate the fact that you set their mother flying off of a fucking flying island. I don't think they're going to appreciate that. Now, I'll give y'all one of my real bad headcanon theories that I had had earlier today, and then I'll be done. Um, I was like, well, what if Shiki ends up coming down here and being the one that saves Big Mom. And I only thought that because chapter 1010 is coming up. I was like, yo, we need something epic. But um, Luffy and Zoro definitely seem like they're going to be incapacitated a little while longer. And if Luffy took that hit from Kaido, that uh, Three Worlds Ragnarok, if he just took that from Kaido in his base form, then um, I might be a little upset. Luffy should be kind of crippled. You know what I mean? Like Kaido should be lifting him up out the ground. It's something close to a corpse. And what bothers me about the Big Mom thing is only that if her and Kaido were taking this serious, this could have been over a long effing time ago. These kids are nowhere near them in strength. Nowhere near. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the One Piece of Mind podcast. Our next episode coming out, I'm going to be discussing Zoro, his power level, and just how impressed, non-impressed, neutral, or wherever I am with his character and what he's done on Oginishima up until this point. Ladies and gentlemen, I won't keep you for any more of your precious time. My name is Nico White. Please follow um, the One Piece of Mind podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram at NicoWhite93. My name is Nico White. This has been One Piece of Mind. One Piece of My Mind. This chapter is a 10 out of 10. Good day to you.